important to know is that we always have to adjust and adapt to whatever's going on. I took a me day yesterday. It, I called it my whatever day. Like, whatever the heck I want to do today, I'm doing or not doing. I want to share our story of hope, faith, and resilience because everybody has it in them. You just have to believe. Glad to have you on the show. So, introducing Jennifer Hendricks Fogg with Affleck, local public, well, not publisher, writer, right? Um, and woman of many different things. So I always like to start the show with a little bit, just tell people about you, your, your little bit of your story, and um, obviously shorter version, <laughs> <laughs> and um, how you got here. Oh, gosh. All right. So thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so my name is Jennifer Hendricks Fogg. I'm a special projects coordinator with AFLAC. I am also a special needs mom to my amazing miracle of a son, Logan. And through our journey with childhood cancer, I've also created the Logan Strong Foundation where we help local cancer families as well. And yes, I am a recent author of Tiny Miracles, which shares our first five years through his journey. It's a good book. I read it. <laughs> it was very good. Very well written. Yeah, I, uh, I tell people I, I think it's like a third grade level reading, so it's pretty easy. I didn't feel, I didn't, I didn't feel like that, but it, it was good. It, it was good to get behind the scenes about, yeah. you know, the... the having a special needs child and just the journey that you and your husband went on yeah um and we can we can get to that piece too because i think that's important to discuss like why you built your you know your nonprofit. Sure. um but the purpose of this show is to kind of showcase <clears throat> the behind the scenes of being a business owner right so whether you call yourself a ceo or sure. not you you definitely are mm -hmm. right and especially working for yeah. affleck yeah like no one's telling you necessarily what yeah. to do. They give you some guidance, right? Sure. They give you some coaching and you know, and sales training. Um, but it's it's your own business, mm -hmm. right? And you've been with Affleck for how long now? It'll be eleven years in May. Eleven years, yeah. which is crazy. Um, so you know, tell us what like how did you even get into this journey of like owning your own business? Yeah. So I was actually hired with Affleck thirteen years ago. And I told the woman, no, thank you. I don't want to sell insurance for commission only. Have a great day. Yeah. And a couple of years later, my husband, who I had just started dating at the time, came home from work and said, I have, I have to get up early tomorrow morning for an AFLAC meeting. And I was like, oh, is it Michelle? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, tell her I said hello, because she's the one that originally recruited me and yeah. we had kept in touch. And we ended up meeting her out for dinner one night to have my husband um, sign up for his policies. And she's like, when are you going to come work for me? And I was like, now. I'm ready. Because at the time, I was in a job that I hated. Mm -hmm. I was also teaching dance part-time. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get a full-time 9-to-5 job. Right. I'd be like, hey, by the way, I need Tuesday and Thursdays afternoons off to go teach. Right. That, you know, that, that, that wasn't going to happen. So I selfishly chose Aflac for the flexibility, to be honest. And I was debating between real estate and insurance. And I went the insurance route because, to me, the real estate piece was kind of one and done, one and done, one and done. Mm -hmm. With what I do with Aflac, I, I get residual income. So I still make money today off of policies I sold 11 years ago. Right. So that was really the selling point for me. And, you know, I worked three jobs when I first started. I busted my butt to get where I was and after two years of doing that I actually sprained my ankle so I could no longer teach dance I was also bartending I could no longer do that and didn't have a choice but to make Aflac work and I went through the ranks I became a district coordinator for a few years during that time is when Logan 
got diagnosed. So I was seeing Aflac come full circle, you know, during that time. Yeah, and I and I don't think a lot of people have have that experience, no. right? Like that you never you never see it if you're in insurance, you never see the claims, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you've been doing it and stay in the industry for, yep. for decades, right? So prior to the diagnosis, right, what were your feelings like how are you feeling about like owning your own business, having your own time, especially being a new mom at that time? Yeah. You know, what was that like? It was hard, you know, especially being 1099. It's the same as, you know, being a business owner, right? It's the right. same thing. You control your own time. And at one point, I had reached out to my regional coordinator and said, hey, I'm struggling. I need help. Can you help me figure this out? So I think it's important to have those people, whether they're in your circle or not, someone that you can reach out to and be like, hey, I'm struggling with figuring out how to balance my time. Like, can you look at my calendar and see what's working, what's not working? I mean, I know in the beginning... Michelle had challenged me, and you'll appreciate this one, to not do any networking events. Oh, wow. Right? Because, like, I was doing so many. She's like, I need you to kind of back off. I was like, ew, really? Really? (laughs) I need to. Right? So it's funny because now, like, I'm the complete opposite. Now I'm very, you know. Strategic. Very picky on how and where I spend my time. And when I do go, like, what is my outcome going to be? Mm -hmm. Right? So... You know, one of the things, silly things I learned, which may, may not be silly, but, you know, when you go to a networking event, bring 10 business cards with you, and once they're gone, be gone, right? Or say, I want to meet these three or four people, and then be gone. Like, right. be very strategic, yeah. So that was very, very mm-hmm. challenging for me in the beginning, because I was always like, you know, going everywhere. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Well, because that's what we're told to do, right? right? You got to show up everywhere, right. and business mm-hmm. will always come when you do that. Sure. So tell us about, um, so obviously, you know, it's being, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know, to be a business for yourself and, and have all those responsibilities. So what changed, you know, and obviously like I've, I've read your book and some of the people listening might have read your book too. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know, you know, what's coming obviously, but, uh, when that diagnosis, you know, happened, um, it's not like you left Affleck. Like, you didn't stop being a business owner, you know, when these wrenches got thrown your way. And they were severe wrenches. Like, this isn't just, oh, hey, my kid is sick. Like, this is a very serious situation. And we have no idea, you know, what's in store for us. And one of the questions I ask usually to, to business owners, and I think this really applies to you, is that unknown, right? And I feel like for you, you had this whole other level. It wasn't even just the unknown of your business at that point. Mm-hmm. You had this unknown of like, I don't even know what's going to happen to me, my husband, my child. I don't know what direction. I don't know what way is up. I don't know where we're going. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you manage all of those things? At this, you know, it's going on at the same time. It's not yeah. like, you know, you had employees that could take over right. and delegate out for mm-hmm. you. Like, your business took a standstill mm-hmm. when these things happened. So I had uh, recently been promoted to a district sales coordinator eight months prior to mm-hmm. having my son. And my son was due in December, and I had him in November. So I had an emergency C-section. Like, I had... A, f- a phone call at seven o'clock at night and the doctor's like you're coming in tomorrow and I was like I'm having my kid tomorrow and I'm like I still have four weeks to go and fourth quarter is my busiest time of year right. for my business so it's like I'm scrambling getting the car seat in the car packing my bags calling my calling my you know regional coordinator to find out you know what do I do and sure enough I had I had Logan the next day and he, he spent a few days in, in, in NICU I spent a few days in the hospital also 
and you know it was really putting my trust into the people that had trained me mm-hmm. and looking to them to be like hey I, I need your help right now right and so I, I had already planned my maternity leave it was sooner than I had anticipated but then you know that was in November of 2016 and then in March of 2017 is when Logan was diagnosed I was literally back to work for like two weeks before my son was diagnosed and then I had never left the hospital since you know since his diagnosis we were there for almost six months and it's funny because I tried working I really did like I tried working part-time you know when he was diagnosed I told my boss I go just give me a couple weeks to get acclimated you know whatever and finally like a a month later she's like what are you doing because that's just who I am right she's like you're not doing yourself or your accounts or your policyholders any good by only being available part-time and I was like you know what you're right so again I had to put my faith and my trust in others to handle my book of business because at the end of the day you know those are my relationships right right but under the circumstances all of all of my policyholders and accounts thoroughly understood right so I didn't work um like I said I was I was out of work I was back to work for about two weeks before he was diagnosed and then I didn't work until I didn't go back to work until January the following year so I just had to you know really put that trust in my team and I think it's important no matter if you're a sole proprietor, right, CEO, yeah. whatever, president, to have um, that that backup plan, those backup people, those people that you can trust to, even if it's just somebody, like I remember my son was diagnosed, like my best friend, she handled all my inquiries, like for what was going on with Logan, I'm like, I can't handle this right now. So she yeah. was like the point person, right? So having that person, I think is really helpful. Yeah, yeah and I think, asking for help like you mentioned a couple times and that's something that um you know I've had a couple business owners mention like you you just have to be willing one to be aware enough to know you can't handle everything Mm -hmm. it's just impossible right right and especially when the world throws you a fire Mm -hmm. you got to deal with that fire and you know sometimes you have to ask somebody else hey can you just manage these things whether it's temporary or you know potentially long term Mm -hmm. so now, fast forward a little bit, obviously, you know, after the diagnosis and, you know, multiple surgeries and all of these different things that, you know, life completely changed after that, right? Like, it wasn't like, oh, we fixed it, it's done, it's over, right? It completely changed, <laughs> yeah. right? So how, you know, going back into starting back in work again, mm-hmm. how did it change your perspective as a professional? I, that's a great question. So when I went back, when I made the decision to go back to work full-time in January of 2018, we had a nanny that was coming to the house. So she was helping with his therapies, his doctor's appointments, and I put all of my trust in her for my son, and I put all of myself into my work. Mm -hmm. And I think it was because I had missed it because I was so, I mean, I lived in the hospital for almost six months. So, you know, I needed that normalcy again. And in hindsight, you know, everything happens for a reason. We, we had her for almost, just about two years, and it was great. Um, it unfortunately ended poorly, but it was an eye-opener for me to say, you know what, stop trying to be this or be that and just be a mom. Yeah. And you can have it all once you figure it out. Yeah. So for two years after he was diagnosed – 
I was putting my all in my work. She was helping with him. You know, and the nice part about being 1099 with Aflac is I control my schedule. So I was able to go to a lot of appointments and I could schedule myself around those things. But the hard part was managing a group of agents underneath me. Right. And when we decided to no longer have that nanny, I had to make the crucial decision and step down from management. Because in my mind, I wasn't going to do my agents any good by running my child around and I wasn't doing my child any good by running my agents around. Right. So obviously I chose my family. And to be honest, it's it was the best decision I ever made. Three months later, COVID hit. <laughs> so I was like, thank you universe, because I have no idea how the heck I was gonna manage a, yeah. you know, a group of 1099 agents, like, you know, in the middle of a international crisis. Right. So I, I've got the, I've, it's taken, it's taken a while, I think. I think what's important to know is that we always have to adjust and adapt to whatever's going on mm-hmm. and give yourself some grace and just kind of figure it out as you go. I mean, that's what we're all doing, right? There's no handbook. No, no, definitely not. You know, and I, and I say that tenfold for mm-hmm. what we're going through now with Logan because he does have special needs. He has a brain injury. He doesn't talk. He has a feeding tube. Yeah. You know, he's got bilateral hearing aids. You know, he's got a lot going on. But he also wasn't supposed to be here, and he is. So I truly appreciate that fact. And I've learned how to make me time, right? I make make time for myself. I get up two hours every day before my husband and my son. That's me time. You're looking at me like I have foreheads. You're like, you're crazy. No, that's, I mean, I am not a morning person at all. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> I, would do the night, I would do the night thing. I would stay up past everybody else yeah. when yeah. everybody's there. Because you have to, right? Because yeah. if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take, take care of anybody else. I right. Mean, I, took a, I took a me day yesterday. It, I called it my whatever day. Like, whatever the heck I want to do today, I'm doing mm-hmm. or not doing. Yep. And I think it's important to do that because you can't do everything at once. You can't always no. be everything to everybody. And it's stressful and it's hard. Yeah. What do you think has been the motivation for you to keep going in all in all aspects, right? Cuz like I met you when I don't I don't think you were district coordinator at that time. I think Michelle was. So she had either just taken over or like you guys were sharing the position, I don't remember, cuz you were in the little office in Clifton. Yeah, I was a district. It was before I think before I even got married. I think it was that year or the year year after. Before yeah. I had Logan. It was before you had Logan. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Um, so that was a while ago. So, um, you know, what, it's, it's, it's a very interesting thing to ask when, you know, like, why do business owners keep, why do we keep torturing ourselves? <laughs> like, especially with these things, like, yeah. why don't you just go yeah, and, yeah, yeah. you know, get something that's what, what people would consider more secure, which I don't sure. think it is. Right. Um, you know, what keeps you going all the time to, so, to stay with this? Yeah. So I'm going to answer that two ways. So the first way I will never go to a W2 job again. Never. I don't care if you pay me $100 an hour, $1,000, I won't do it. I enjoy my time. Yeah. My time is worth more than that money, right? Mm-hmm. And it allows me the flexibility. Like I just said, when I got here, I have to pick up Logan from school early now today. Right. I wouldn't be able to do those things if I had a W-2 job, right? right. And I say air quotes, but sorry. Um, and I think, secondly, the reason why I keep doing what I do is because of him. And because I want to share our journey, because 
we were told several times he was never going to survive. Nonetheless, walk or talk. And I always like saying that because he doesn't walk, he runs. And I want to share our story of hope, faith, and resilience because everybody has it in them. You just have to believe. Yeah. You know, every time they told us the worst case scenario with Logan going through what we went through, I was like, it's not an option. The worst case scenario was never an option. And he's overcome every single worst case scenario thrown at us. And the doctors to this day tell my husband and I when they see us, remember that time we told you X? What the hell was I thinking? Or, you know, you know your son's mostly here today because of you and your husband because we believed that. And, you know, to to, to circle everything back together, obviously, right? Like I, I sell cancer insurance for a living. Yeah. I had the cancer plan on my son when he was diagnosed. So I think having that peace of mind is really what helped us get through because I didn't have to worry about whether or not my mortgage was paid. Right. Right. I, I, I had those things in place prior to help in the event these catastrophic things happen. And it's just, it's crazy how everything just circled back. Yeah. And I think your story is a very, <clears throat> a very powerful one for, you know, for Affleck. Like, yeah. you're like, oh my, you know, this is a no brainer because right. I actually was somebody yeah. that you you know used this mm-hmm. and had these things in line and you know what would have happened what would the trajectory have been right. had that not yeah. not actually been in place yeah yeah I don't I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have the the cancer policy because you know financially we were okay but I don't know if we would have been able to survive financially if if I didn't have that extra right protection you know, not to mention the, the other irony of our story is Aflac sponsors uh, Aflac Children's uh, Blood Disorder and Cancer Center at Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And they actually wrote my son's treatment plan. And I've been donating to this hospital since I first started. Right, right. So, like, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. Like, our situation completely and utterly sucks. But I totally believe it was meant to happen. Yeah. Of all the people it could have happened to... And I, and, and, and you mentioned Michelle too, like I always, I'm always, I always tell her it's her fault. I'm like, this is all because of you. And if, when she hears this, it's cause she's going to cry because if it wasn't for her, like she literally stalked me to, to join this career. Like, yeah, that's Michelle. And yeah, I, I, I love it. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't have this career. I wouldn't have had those policies. I wouldn't have been able to protect my family and my son like I did. So yeah. thank you, Michelle. I love you. Yeah. We both know Michelle very well. So like, <laughs> I, just I don't want to cry because I know Michelle. Yeah, I know very I was well just too. getting it too. <laughs> um, so I want to, I want you know, because not everybody knows your story and knows about your yeah, foundation. Yeah. So I want you to take like a couple minutes to talk about your foundation before we go back to sure. Because you know, I didn't have enough on my plate running a business and having yeah. a cancer child. That's I decided work. to start the Logan Strong Foundation, mm-hmm. which we help uh, local cancer families. Uh, battling so childhood cancer families whether it be here locally we've had families we've helped in Texas and Florida so we provide them items of comfort and support Mm -hmm. to help them get through what they're going through there's great organizations around and one of the things that I had found is I wanted to empower families like this is the worst thing you're ever going to hear in your life is when your child has cancer and rather than taking that gut punch and crumbling I want them to take that gut punch and stand up and fight so we provide items like bracelets to help them raise awareness and they can fundraise with the bracelets 
We also provide an online uh, t-shirt campaign so they they can design their kids logo mm-hmm. um, and just do fundraising that way. We also provide Amazon wish lists. So sometimes some of our kiddos have to go to like New York City for an extended period of time. So we can help them, you know, decorate their room down there, whatever the case may be. We also do, we give gift cards to all the families that come through. They get a gas card and a uh, grocery shopping card. Mm -hmm. You know, things that we just take for granted and don't think about, like putting gas in the car to get to those appointments or having dinner or going grocery shopping. So, you know, we just donated over $5,000 in gift cards to Albany Med over the holidays from different venues like Starbucks, Dunkin'. I blame my Starbucks addiction on Albany Med because it was like my right own, there. it was my external relief. Like, yeah. I'm like, just give me 10 minutes. I'm just going to get a coffee. I just need to get out of this room. That was so, <laughs> so I blame Albany Med for that. But, you know, just certain things that you don't think about. Yeah. Now, I remember seeing something that, and I think maybe it was installed at Albany Med. There's like a head, like a headphone jack or like a phone Cell, charging yeah, station. Yeah, cell phone charging station. Yeah, so so that came about because the day Logan was diagnosed, we were just going to a doctor's appointment. Right. And ended up getting admitted. And both of our cell phones were dying. So my husband had to run across the street to CVS and get cell phone chargers. Like, you're right. going to a doctor's appointment. Why would you need a cell phone charger? Right. So that was one of the first things that we wanted to do. So, yeah, there's three cell phone charging stations. There's one in the pediatric emergency room. There's uh, one in the in D7, which is where the children get their inpatient chemo. And there's one being installed in the Melody Center where the kids get their outpatient chemo. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing photos of that on Facebook. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. And I people yeah. message me all the time. They're like, oh, my God, I would have never have thought of that. Until you've been through it, you wouldn't. Yeah. So it's very helpful. I've even used it when we've gone back a couple yeah. of times. So yeah. like, oh, else is here yeah. now. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so going back to, you know, some of the more professional sides of things, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll make sure you we include your links as well Thank so you. people can check those things out. Um, I want to know, like, what advice, and you kind of have peppered that in in the conversation, mm-hmm. like, you know, here's, here's what I did, and I'm sure that's, you know, those are good pieces of advice. Mm-hmm. But if you were to narrow it down to, like, a couple things that you would offer somebody who is interested in being their own boss, right? Whether that's with Affleck or they want to open up a retail store or whatever, what are those things that you would say to them? Yeah, I mean, definitely me time. You've you've got to take care of yourself first. I think too often we get caught up in the working in our business, not on our business. Yeah. So I actually, uh, a girlfriend just posted, uh, she's having a MEO week where she's doing everything just for her, like mm-hmm. the the when I have time list, right? When I have time to do this list. So I think that's important. I'm gonna actually do that soon. I think that's a really yeah, good that's idea. Not, that sounds really awesome. Right? Like just take a week. And not or, feeling guilty about it. Either. Right. It, huge. One hundred percent. I think give yourself grace. I think we're always learning and growing and there's always things we can adapt and change. And I think not being set in your ways is helpful because we're all human we make mistakes and what works for me may not work for you or what works for me this week may not work for me next week right Right. there may be something else going on so I think definitely the me time and then just giving yourself grace is two of my biggest yeah and I think um you know nothing against the guys out there but I do feel (laughs) there's a whole other level of 
complication when you're a mom and you own a business nothing against anyone that's single sure. out there, but like there's this whole other thing that happens right like there's this expectation level that you still need to operate as this phenomenal professional mm -hmm. and the perfect mom and it's like well that's just not any sort of reality right. uh maybe on one day it's this and the other 100%. day it's that but 100%. hardly ever um, you know, trying to find that balance between those two things. And I, and I even think balance is the wrong word because it's never, it's never a teeter totter, right? Yeah. It's, you know, some days are more heavy on professional and some days are more heavy on, you know, the kid or even like the spouse or yourself. And I think, especially for someone with special needs, it's, it's magnified because right. th there's a lot more potential fires that could happen that mm -hmm. are super unpredictable. Yeah. And I, I think you nailed it. I don't I don't believe in work life balance either. I don't I don't think it's an actual balance. No. I think it's whatever you're focused on, and that's okay. And going back to the whole morning routine, you kind of touched on it too. Like because I have I wear so many hats. I've structured my week. Actually, Brandon has helped me. Uh, Brandon Eastman, shout out, um, helped me do that. So. You know, when it's not my busy season with, with Aflac, I right. do Aflac Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Mm -hmm. Wednesdays are my writing day or whatever project I'm working on. And then Fridays, I focus on my foundation. Mm -hmm. So structuring your days, too, be, because we do wear so many hats, where I was trying to juggle all those things in one day. Right. You can't. And your your mind is shifting your focus so often that you're not getting any really productive work done. Mm -hmm. So by, even if it's a half day, even if it's like, you know, two, three hours, okay, this is my time to work on X project and do that and time block. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. Huge. Time blocking is definitely huge. And yeah, I, I would say um, just from my own experience, like people ask me, how do you do everything? And I was like, well, I just don't. <laughs> like everything doesn't happen every day. There's some pieces that happen on that day, some pieces that happen on this day, some things spill over, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, it's not nine to five. Nope. It's nights and weekends if it's needed, right? Not all the time. And sometimes you're like, oh, this week there was no fires or nothing blow up, but it could happen next week. Jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I wanna talk about the legacy piece. So I always like asking this question mm. to, you know, to professionals in, you know, what you're building, what you're doing, where you're going, like, what does that look like? What do you want to leave behind? It's a great question. You know, again, I think it goes back to sharing Logan's journey. I want people to believe that, I want people to, people, doctors are people too, mm -hmm. right? They don't. They, they're, they're not God. They don't make the ultimate decision. They, I don't want to say they don't sit on a pedestal because some of them they really do because they're friggin' amazing. But having faith and belief in yourself, I think, will take you further than anything else. And that's what got my son through cancer, an unbeatable tumor, right? Yeah. It was horrible. And... He beat it because we believed he was going to, and I, I want to share that that I, that I want that I want that to be my legacy. I want people to know that they can have their own miracle every day. Yeah, that's a very powerful legacy, and I think you're you, uh, you have definitely been laying that foundation for quite some time. Like, if you haven't noticed, <laughs> just start following Jen on anything, you'll notice. 
listen, I have my days. Trust me. I have my moments. We all do. But, you know, actually, I just had a girlfriend text me this morning that's going through cancer treatment. And she's like, I'm having a day. And I was like, listen, what's what's the alternative? Yeah. Right? Like, do you want to be in a shitty mood all day? Or do you want to put your big girl panties on and handle it? Right. And for me... I'd rather put my big girl panties on and handle it because I don't want to sit around moping all day. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place for it. There's definitely, you know, let yourself go through it sometimes, but don't stay there. Yeah. Don't stay there. And one of the biggest things I always say too is I'll figure it out. I don't know how I'm going to do X, Y, Z, but I'll figure it out. I always do. And I think it's that whole mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, you know, there's some common traits and I mentioned on the show yesterday the, the tenacity, right? Like you're like, no, mm-hmm. the answer is no. Whatever you think mm-hmm. is going to prevent me from doing the things I'm going to do, it's not. Like nice try, but it's not. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll find a way to, yeah. to continue to power through. And I think that's that's a trait that is not for everybody. Uh, that's why people are not, you know, not everybody's in business and it's hard to be in business. I think there's a lot of, especially now with the social media, you get a lot of Oh hey, like it's amazing. I'm making all these mon- all this money, and I have all this time. And it's like, but what did it take to get to that point? Right. What you don't know what's going on behind right. the scenes. You don't know how often like I'm sitting in my room crying because I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Mm-hmm. <laughs> On a regular hundred percent, hundred percent. So what's next? Like, where do you see your journey going? Are you going to stay with Affleck? Are you going to grow your foundation? Are you going to operate another business? Like. <laughs> So, else? Like- so, so, so yeah, so I, I will never leave Aflac. I am a lifer. It's, um, an amazing career and it's been a life changing career for me. So I will never leave. I'm actually uh, going down to our headquarters, uh, in a couple of weeks. Nice. So excited for that. And we're meeting the, the doctors that wrote Logan's treatment plan as well. So super excited that I'll never leave Aflac. I, we're, f- I feel really good where we're at with the foundation right now. We actually have a strategic planning session coming up. So looking to grow the foundation, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to help more families, uh, as many families as I can more. The two big things that I have on my radar, and you're the first to hear both together. So Nice. Um, I want to do a TEDx. Nice. I mean, that doesn't really surprise me. <laughs> I'm already working with a couple of coaches on that. And my other uh, my other big-ass goal, right, my big bag, is uh, a Lifetime movie. Nice. I used to joke, even through treatment, I'm always like, who do you want to play in you in the movie? And then afterwards, I'm like, I don't know if I could be a Lifetime movie. I swear too much. <laughs> So we'll see. It might have maybe to be Netflix. Lifetime movie. No, I think maybe Netflix would be a better direction. Yeah. So, um, but that's yeah, that's amazing. I'm glad that you shared that with us. Yeah. And we'll have to follow the journey, obviously, to see. No where pressure you're now. At. Yeah, no pressure. I'll figure it out. Well, you've already put it out there. I know. I'll so figure it out. It's gonna have to happen now. One hundred percent. So I like to have people back, obviously, but with a lot of time that has passed. So I'm hoping that we can have a conversation next year. Yeah. Um, and maybe hopefully at that point you've done your TEDx and we can include that, you know, in the show notes so people can watch it. Um, I can't imagine a movie would be done that amount no, of time, but the, but the TEDx, I, I will, I'm not going to guarantee it, but I will be closer. It's most likely going to happen. Yes. Do you know where you're kind of hoping to do that at? It's already in the works. Nice. That's that exciting. part I'm not sharing yet. 
Because there's a lot of different, there's, I mean, yeah. a lot of different places. It'll be in New York. Okay. Nice. Nice. Well, well, hopefully we can uh, at least either watch you or physically be there so we can cheer I you I would on. love that. That'd be awesome. Wear black. Supposedly black is the most, people that wear black at TEDx's have, like, the highest mm. views. I don't know. Like Must be so, a Steve Jobs thing. Some, someone told me that, and I was like, what? Black? Really? I'd be like, I wear bright colors. But, yeah. You know, whatever. My girlfriend just did one, and she um, took her shirt off at the end and had, like, the Wonder Woman, like, Oh, nice. Awesome. Nice, nice. Well, you know, whatever you're going to do to yeah. get people to be like, oh, my God, you got to watch it till the end. Yeah, right. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having it, me. It was great, obviously, to have you share your story, which I know you've, you've done many, many times, but for people who don't know you, um, and we'll make sure include, to include your links so people Perfect. can continue to follow you, and, and Logan's journey especially. Um, and then we'll hope to have you back, you yeah. know, so we can kind of check in and see where things are at and, you know, where you're continuing to go. Thank you. Thank you.